Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Episode 15 of Lace is out. Kurt Homicer, Jarrett Bailey, coming to you with the obviously the news of the day. Uh, joined by fan side, it's Matt Verderon. Matt, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Kurt, how you doing today, bud? I am doing well, my friend. Finally have some football news. Not really quite the news that uh, a Bills fan would love to hear, but mm-hmm. it's, it's football news nonetheless, so uh, we are excited to talk about it. So we've got a lot, of, lot to break down today. Yeah, so in the past 24 hours, I've done two things. I texted you last night, and I was like, hey, let's record tomorrow. And then this morning, I texted Matt. I was like, are you available? And then I get on Twitter, and Matt Verderam, a man who I, who I very much respect in this industry, showing his power rankings, having New England at three all of a sudden, thanks to the addition of one Cam Newton. So, Matt, let's, uh, let's hear your case for New England being at three. Well, in that tweet, and you're right, I do have him at three, but in that tweet, he's got to be healthy. Right. And that mm-hmm. is to be the massive caveat with all this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's acting as though, well, he's here. So now, now they're all of a sudden vaulted into this top echelon of the AFC. Look, if he's healthy, I think they're really talented because they have Belichick. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they didn't have Belichick as their head coach, if they had, I don't know, Mike Vrabel, I'd probably <laughs> look at them and say, okay, yeah, maybe they're going to win eight games, nine games. But they have Belichick and they have that coaching staff. And so I think when you look at them, you have to factor that in. You always have to say, okay, if that roster's worth seven wins, he's probably worth three. Mm-hmm. Um, but – if he's not fully healthy, if he is a shell of what he was, if he's 50% of what he was, then I think Buffalo is far and away the better team. I think Buffalo, even with Cam, has the better roster. The, the question becomes, though, does Cam and, and Belichick as a tandem, do they outweigh the advantages that the Bills have? I think if Cam's 100% healthy, it's close. I'd give them the edge because they've, they've done it. They've done it for 20 years. Right. Um, but, again, you're talking about two shoulder surgeries and a foot injury all in the last two years. And that's a lot to overcome for anybody, let alone a quarterback on the wrong side of third. Right. And kind of the thing that I was thinking of, um, I don't really know. I don't know if it's just maybe me, but, like, I'll get your guys' opinion on this. Do you think that Cam and Bill Belichick are going to really mesh, like, perfectly? Because, obviously, Bill's got Tom for 20-however years, and they are just hand-in-hand. Cam seems to be the type of quarterback, you know him, the flashy guy, big plays downfield, loves to run the ball. And I don't know, Bill Belichick doesn't really seem like that. And I don't know maybe if they're going to tone Cam down a little bit. I think you kind of have to with his injuries that he's had. But I don't know. I mean, Jared, what do you think? You think maybe they're going to not – I don't think – I think they'll mesh well, but I don't know if they're going to be a perfect fit for each other. No, I think, I mean, we know that New England, it's it's the system before the player. You know, there's not a player that can't be replaced. We're going to see that happen this year with Brady gone. But um, I think that this is a different situation. I mean, a lot of people have brought up the fact that when Matt Castle came into this situation and went 11-5, and five, well, you got to remember they had the best offensive line in football back then. I'm still not crazy about their offensive line right now. Uh, we saw the problems that they had last year. 
Um, and that was a big factor into um, them being a one and done team and kind of struggling down the stretch and struggling against good teams. Um, and when it comes to Cam, I think that the best coaches evolved, you know, their styles and everything. I mean, we saw Shula do it when he got Marino. Um, so I don't think that there's anything that Bill Belichick can't really handle, um, especially when you got a talent like Cam. Um, so in terms of them meshing, I think that, and especially the new game, I mean, it, I think the mobile quarterback is becoming more of the norm than not. Uh, you're not going to see too many guys like a Ben Roethlisberger or a Phillip Rivers coming into the league anymore. I think it's very much more of every quarterback's going to have maybe a little bit of mobility to their game. So I think that that's Bill kind of planning for the future as well, because there's no guarantee that Cam's going to be there for, you know, five years, 10 years, or however long it's, I mean, he's just turned 30, I believe 30, 31. Um, so, I mean, is it possible that he's there for three years? Sure. Um, but this is only a one-year deal, so we'll see how it plays out. So I think that this is a lot of, of Belichick saying, you know, that this is kind of the new norm, the style that Cam plays. A lot of quarterbacks move around their mobile. Um, Matt, I'll hand it off to you on, on your thoughts on it as well. Well, yeah, look, I, I think ultimately here, the, the biggest question I have with them is they don't have an offseason. Right. Like, like now, first of all, he signs at the end of June anyway. So the OTAs and minicamp are, are negated regardless of the pandemic. But, you know, you talk to people around the league and yeah, training camps expected to happen. But what happens if training camp doesn't happen the way they expect it to? What if it's truncated? What if they can't play any preseason games? I know a lot of people in the league don't think they will. So if that doesn't happen. All of a sudden you don't have that that grace period. He's going to have to learn this offense very quickly. I, I, my biggest concern, though, for Cam is they don't have weapons. Like, they, like this idea that, well, he's just going to step in and dominate. Mohamed Sanu is their number one receiver on the outside. Like, and he's, he's not good. He's, got he's not a good player. Like, he's, right. he's a guy. He's a guy. Like, Edelman, I think, will be far less effective with Cam than he will with Brady. Brady is a timing, rhythmic quarterback. Cam is a guy, as you mentioned earlier, Kurt. He wants to throw the ball down the field. They have nobody who can get down the field. I think it's a good thing for Nikhil Harry – because Nikhil Harry's the one guy, big body type of guy, Cam can throw it up to him, kind of like Kelvin Benjamin before he he let himself go, so to speak. I think you know, so so you might see you might see Harry benefit more than anybody else. James White he'll play an integral role. He'll catch the ball out of the backfield. Matt Lacoste is their starting tight end right now. Like Muhammad Sanu is their number one wideout outside the numbers in terms of being proven. Harry's got, still has to show it. So if look if if I'm a if I'm you, Kurt, if I'm a Bills fan, I'd be like, look, our defense can still shut them down. Yeah. My biggest question in this division still, along, I guess now it has to be Cam's health, but alongside that is what is Josh Allen in 2020? If Josh Allen's good, I don't even know that Cam being in New England makes them better regardless. Like, they, the Bills still are probably better. Yeah. But if Josh Allen is, is inaccurate 10, 15 yards down the field, then it's a wide open race. So I'm – Look, I think the the Pat signing Newton made it interesting. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it a slam dunk. No, absolutely. I, I think because um, going in before before even Cam signed, for me it was Bills are number one in that division. Number two is going to be Jets, Dolphins. But now, Jared, I know that you love your Jets. I think you're, you you say they're the dark horse for you. But for me, it's it's Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. That's that's kind of the the ranking so far. But it's going to be really interesting to see, like you said, Matt, if if Cam's going to be healthy, if Josh can really put it together this year. Because for the Bills, Josh Allen has no excuses this year. He has absolutely no excuses. He's got the defense. He's got the offensive help. He's got the coaching staff. So, really, it all rides on him. But 
I, I'm interested to see how this is going to turn out because we saw Brady struggle last year. He had no offensive help. Edelman is not going to be the same player. I'm not even very high on uh, Julian Edelman anyway. Their run game is eh. Offensive line, eh. And they lost a lot of pieces on that defense too. So I'm not sold uh, on the Bills blowing this division yet, but I am a Bills fan who has suffered through 20 years, so I will uh, <laughs> I'll hold back the reins a little bit there. Yeah, and here's the thing about, I think, with Cam as well. I think we kind of give him the John Gruden treatment where we take his MVP year and kind of hold him to a higher echelon because of that. The same way that kind of John Gruden gets a pass because he won a Super Bowl in 03 and how whenever the Raiders hired him, it was looked at as this phenomenal hire when, when he was at Tampa, he didn't do anything. I think that that's kind of a similar thing with Cam because you look at, you take out the outlier that is his MVP season. He averages 21 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, uh, sub 60% completions never had back-to-back -back winning seasons and only three winning seasons in eight tries. So I, I think that we, we see his athleticism and there's no doubt that he's a starter in this league. I don't think that that's really much of a question. Um, I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete and uh, you know, he's going to, he's going to be better than Stidham would have been. He's going to be better than Brian Hoyer would have been, but I think we're very much overrating what Cam Newton brings to the table when it comes to being able to hit open targets um, and really change games. I get it. He's a super freak. He's an athlete from, you know, another dimension, but uh, when it comes to his numbers, I mean, they're pretty – they're an average quarterback. His completion percentage is below average. I think he's only had uh, above 60% completions uh, that full season that he had with North Turner. And he then uh, the, the – he, he had an over over 60% twice, and one time he was at 60. So, I mean, yeah, you, you say he had that MVP. He had that amazing season with Carolina. But he is not the same player. I mean, the injuries you can definitely tell have, have changed him a little bit, changed his playing style. and. I mean, I, I've always liked Cam Newton. I've always been, been a fan of him. I love watching him play because he's just so fun to watch. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we're going to see him running all over the field, diving for touchdowns. We're, we're, I don't know if we're going to see him bombing those uh, balls downfield just because of the shoulder and the ankle. Yeah. And I think I agree with you, Matt. I think that the Bills are still the team to beat in the division as of right now. I think it all does depend on Josh Allen. I think we've said that pretty much all offseason is, you know, whatever Josh Allen is is what the Buffalo Bills will be. Look. If I had to bet my house, I'd still pick the Bills to win that division because I don't know that Cam's going to be healthy. And the Bills roster's really good. Like, I don't know. Like, people people don't – yeah, it's Western New York, right? Now, I'm, I'm actually from New York, not, not Western. But I think people forget, like, that part of the state exists a lot of times. And, and so you always have this, like, oh, yeah, the Bills, they're, they're good too. No, look, the Bills are really, really good defensively. I mean, defensively, you can make an argument they're the best defensive football. I think Trey White's the best corner in football. And then you start looking around, I and mean, they've got pieces all over the front seven. McDermott's an excellent head coach. Um, you, you look at that offense, and now it's Stephon Diggs there. You know, John Brown had probably the quietest 1,000-yard season I've ever seen mm -hmm. last year. He put up huge plays on an offense that sometimes struggled to get them. Devin Singletary, he's going to have a bigger role this year. Dawson Knox, same thing at tight end. The Bills are really good. Like, if I had to rank the rosters in the AFC, it would probably be Kansas City, Baltimore, and Buffalo. And I think Pittsburgh would come next, by the way. I think those four teams are probably the teams with the four best overall rosters. But, again, Pittsburgh to me is a lot like New England. Like, there's a lot that I like about those teams. I think Pittsburgh is a better overall roster. But the quarterbacks. Yep. I mean, Roethlisberger's 38 coming off Tommy John. I don't know if Roethlisberger is going to be any good after that. Cam Newton hasn't played in essentially a year and a half. I have no idea. Cam Newton might come back and be the comeback player of the year. Cam Newton also might get through September and have to go on IR. Yeah. So 
you know, look, there's a reason that teams didn't offer Cam a contract. There's a reason, because they're very leery of these health situations. And believe me, anybody in the NFL, any team that any interest at all would have done their due diligence. They would have talked to his agent. They would have talked to team doctors. They would have talked to people around that organization in Carolina. There's a reason that a lot of these teams were very suspect of his health. So it's all upside for the Pats. Mm-hmm. Like, if it doesn't work out, who cares? You're, so what? So Jared Stidham didn't start this year? Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if it does work out, well, then great. Then you got a former MVP who, at bare minimum, I think is around the 12th best quarterback in the league when he's healthy. You get a guy who can come in and play. I don't think he makes him a Super Bowl contender. I don't even think they're a top-10 team, even if he's really good. But I do think he makes him a playoff contender, which they weren't, in my, my opinion, with Stidham and Hoyer. And I, I think the best thing to come out of this, I think the best part of this signing that makes me so happy is that it doesn't seem like the Patriots are going to be in the running for Trevor Lawrence and or Justin no. and or any of the top quarterbacks in the next draft, which, Jared, I know you have been talking about and talking about uh, the Patriots tanking for Trevor Lawrence. And again, when I, when I said that, I feel like when it comes to tanking, I feel like this was controlled tanking. This was Bill right. having a plan and saying, all right, I'm going to roll with Stidham. We'll win five, four or five games, and then I'll get a quarterback to go with for the future. And now I think that, you know, that kind of did crush that a little bit. Um, it could still so happen. If, if it, it could still happen. happen. I mean, like, we could see, you know, Cam get hurt or struggle, and then they go to Stidham or Hoyer anyway. But um, – or even if they decide to trade up. I don't know. I mean, this is something that could still very much happen. Now, the team that I pointed to, and we want to look forward to the draft real quick, I said Carolina would be a team that could be in the running for Trevor Lawrence. I think that, one, he'd stay close to Clemson and get a hero's welcome in that organization. I don't think Teddy Ridgewater is a guy who's going to blow away an organization, blow away defenses. He's a very dip-and-dunk kind of guy, uh, similar to that of Alex Smith, I would say, who's very comfortable just taking the check down and letting uh, his defense win games. But the Panthers have maybe, I think, the youngest defense in football right now. They went all defense in the draft. So, I mean, you're going to have Derek Brown, Utor Grosmatos coming off the defensive line. Those are going to be some big guys who are going to be contributors for them this year. Their secondary is kind of weak. So if I had to pick a team right now to be the number one overall pick, I get that Jacksonville's been kind of the talk of that, but we thought Miami was going to be written into that spot, and they ended up winning five of their last nine. I think that Carolina's a legit team that could end up getting the number one pick. Mm-hmm. They, they definitely are. I will take Jacksonville, though. I, I think. And <laughs> you're not, you're not on board with Minshew Mania. I, I like Gardner Minshew, but like, the team is just atrocious. Yeah. They're not good. Like, they just they're going to start. Now, the flip side of that is the AFC is, is much weaker overall than the NFC. Yeah. So you could argue that a team in the AFC might find some more wins just because their, their schedule is going to be easier. Mm-hmm. By the way, on the, on the side, I have to toss this in. Okay. So Pat's Pulpit, which is the SB Nation uh, Patriots blog, they do a nice job there. They tweeted out at 1 o'clock, 1248 to be exact, uh, 1248 Eastern, they tweeted out a, a, a thing, a picture. It said, let's try this. And it's a retweet for Cam, and it's a like for Stidham. And as we're sitting here right now, there's 156 retweets for Cam. Cam and 255 likes for Jared Stepp. Like, I, like, what is going on? Has anyone in New England watched football outside of Brady for the last they, 20 years? Like, how? Uh, there, that's that's another like, thing. That's just unbelievable. Like, yeah. I don't care what you think of. Do you think Jared Stidham's ever winning an MVP? Because if you don't, then you should be clicking the retweet button. Like, what? What is happening? Like, no, don't get me wrong. Don't don't get me wrong, Matt. Jared Stidham, great first name. He's not going to do anything that's going to blow this league away. Now. When I saw another thing that you brought up, Twitter things, I saw there was a lot of people saying, like, the Patriots upgraded at quarterback. Let's talk about it. Like, what in God's name are you talking? In what universe 
is Cam Newton an upgraded quarterback over Tom Brady? Yeah, we can talk about it, but it's going to be a short conversation because I, I just don't get it. I, I think that Patriots fans are just trying to find something to kind of grasp at for the season. I think they just kind of know that, you know, I get we got Belichick, but what's going to happen? And I think that this people just kind of grasping at straws to see what's going to happen. And there's just there's so many questions. Like, look, Cam, even if like, – let's work off the assumption he's healthy. Yeah. They need to be able to implement that offense with him pretty much immediately. And we don't know what this training camp period is going to look like, what preseason is going to look like. This is an offense that has run the exact same way for essentially 20 years. It's, it's been Tom Brady's offense. Mm-hmm. Now they have to completely rebuild this thing. Like, I'm not saying they can't do it. And I think if he's healthy, they're a playoff team. I think because of Belichick and, and Newton's talents, they'll, they'll win enough games. And that's why I had him third. Like, I think the AFC is just not that good. I could see them doing that. But that's a lot of ifs. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of ifs to be able mm-hmm. to put that all together. Like, the, the truncated offseason is going to help teams like Baltimore, like Kansas City, like Buffalo, like Pittsburgh. These teams that have been together for years and years and years. Like, Josh Allen's not learning a new offense. Right. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, all the, Deshaun Watson, although I think the Texans have lost too much this year. But like they, they, they've all been in these offenses for years. Mm-hmm. That's a huge help in an offseason where you're all sitting like we are right now trying to learn an offense. So, could the Pats be good? Yes. Do I think it's a foregone conclusion? No, not at all. And I think uh, something that maybe gets – overshadowed here maybe it was uh bill belichick's i uh, did it on purpose here the patriots got in a little bit of a trouble uh yesterday too that i think maybe a lot of people missed because they did get caught cheating yet again they've got fined 1.1 million dollars stripped of a third round draft pick production crew can't film anymore and i will tell you i am i love seeing them get caught but i am so sick of seeing them get caught <laughs> uh yeah I mean, a third-round pick, I think – what was it? Uh, forgive me, I, I think it's like a million, 1.1 1. 1 million. 1.1. 1. Okay, yeah. Um, and then, right, the camera crews. Look, it, you'd think it, they, it, they cheat so often, it seems like, that they'd be better at this. Right. Like, how are you this bad? <laughs> You're just getting one, – They basically paid $1.1 million to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what they're saying here. They filmed the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals sidelines. So. Which, by the way, that win ended up meaning nothing because yeah. they lost at home to the Dolphins. Exactly. So, they, yeah, I mean, it's – I don't understand it. Like, it's such a petty, ridiculous advantage to have. Like, who – I don't even care if they were playing a really good team. Like, it's just – it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you, you shouldn't need hand signals right. to go out there and win these games. It wasn't like you were getting, like, detailed information that somehow you were going to be able to – they're hand signals. Like, I, I do a podcast on fans with Jeff Schwartz stacking the box, right? I, I was at the time. And, you know, Jeff was like, none of this crap matters. Like, he played in the NFL for eight years. And he was like, believe me, nobody cares about any of this. Like, none of this is going to help them. And it cost them a third-round pick and over a million dollars. So, I think sometimes it's almost more about paranoia with New England than it is actually gaining a competitive advantage. It's making sure they don't have a disadvantage. And it's, it's, it's kind of odd. <laughs> yeah, uh- I don't really know what to make of it either. I mean, Kurt, I, it was definitely done on purpose, you know, 17 minutes after the fact that that was announced. And, uh, you know, they they announced that they're signing Cam. Robert Kraft and Bill knew, knew what they were doing in terms of, you know, winning the PR battle. They are – they're sneaky over there. But um, it's all right. <laughs> their, their reign is over. The Buffalo Bills are coming. Josh Allen is uh, coming. So, 
Watch out, league. Watch out. I'm telling you. And in other news in the AC East, though, I mean, Jamal Adams, is he going to be – and uh, I-, I tweeted both of you this because I reserve the right to – amend the fact that I had the, the Jets kind of being a dark horse because it seems that Jamal Adams is going to be playing elsewhere unless they pay him, which I don't get why they wouldn't pay him in the first place. Um, you know, you draft a guy six overall, you want him to pan into a superstar, and Jamal Adams has done that and then some. And now they want – they're just not giving him his money that he's definitely earned. They're being stingy with that. So, I, especially with a guy like Joe Douglas who knows what it takes to help build a Super Bowl-winning team – like he did in Philadelphia. I don't get what the problem is here, why they won't pay him. They're cheap. Look, let's call it what it is. I mean, they, <laughs> this idea that they can't pay him because he's a safety. You drafted him sixth, sixth. overall. <laughs> yeah. And I get it. Like, Joe Douglas can say, well, I didn't draft him. Who cares? He, he, your organization drafted him, and he's, he's an all-pro. Right. And I, I, to me, look, all this nonsense about he's a safety, well, I grew up and I'm and still open. I am a Chiefs fan. Okay. The Chiefs do not win the Super Bowl without Tyron Matthew. I don't care that he's a safety because guess what? He played all over the field. Jamal Adams does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So this, this idea, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks, one of the best defenses we've seen in a long time, Chancellor and Thomas, they don't win without those guys. Mm-hmm. If you're the Jets and you trade Jamal Adams, you tell every single guy in that locker room that we don't care about this season. We're throwing it away. We're moving on to 2021 before 2020 even gets started. You cannot do it. You have two years left on his contract. Look, where is he going? He's not going to hold out. The new CBA stipulates if he holds out for one day, he loses a year toward free agency. He's not going to hold out. See, that's great. You want to get traded? Fantastic. We'll see you the first day of training camp. And he'll show up and he'll play. And you know what? If you put a decent team around him and you go 9-7, and 10-6, and six, Maybe you convince him to stay. I mean, it is New York. It's not like he's trying to get out of, out of some podunk town that he doesn't want to be in. It's New York City. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he wouldn't mind living in New York City. So, like, I think if, if you're the Jets, you've got to convince him this is the right place to be. And I don't know how you do that if, if Adam Gase is grading on the players as much as some have reported. But winning cures a lot of things. If they start to win games, he'll want to stay there. But, you know, if you look at that list of teams he gave, you know, a lot of times guys will do that, and it's like every warm-weather destination city in the league. You know, like when the Chargers were still in San Diego, I want to, you know, they'd be on every guy's list. I'd like to go to San Diego. That wasn't the case. Like, he had, like, Baltimore and Kansas City on there. and they, Like, he wants to win. Absolutely. So, win some games and then offer him a real contract at the end of this season, and I bet you it works out. But they got to win first, and that's been something that's been a problem for yeah, we had uh, we had William Golston on last week, and the Buccaneers were also on the list. And I would just like to point out, if he ends up in either Tampa Bay or Kansas City, I will be boycotting this 2020 season and just write it off as wherever Jamal Adams goes in terms of those two. But, uh, you know, the, the Jets have been you – know, when it comes to Adam Gase, he's a smart guy. Um, he got a winning record in total out of Ryan Tannehill. He gave Jay Cutler his best season of his career. I – I don't doubt his football knowledge, but it seems to me that he is a locker room cancer when it comes to dealing with star guys. I, 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 uh, I disagree with you. I think that he is I, – I think he's all the – You problem. called him, and I quote, a moron last week, if I'm not – A couple, not a couple times I think that has come out of my mouth because, mm-hmm. I mean, just what, what he has done to the Dolphins, and then you see Brian Flores come in and beat New England Patriots, win five games with – Guys that they're picking up off the streets. I mean, Brian Flores is a great coach, and it just kind of speaks to Adam Gase, what he's doing with the Jets. 
he has his quarterback, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's a great, uh, good quarterback. I wouldn't say great yet, but it will blossom got, into a great quarterback. He's he's got some good talent on that team. Not quite there yet, but I I think the I tweeted it out. The only way that the Jets are going to win games, the only way that they're going to move forward, is when they get rid of Adam Gase and they have somebody else running that team. There's so much involved, like. People, I think, watch the NFL, and, and, and certainly, you know, you, you see the games, right? Like, most, most mm-hmm. fans turn on, 99.9% of your experience is watching the games, little, maybe some interviews afterwards or during the week. You're a really hardcore fan. You sit there and watch the pressers. But, like, the players, their biggest experience with the coaches is in, is in meeting rooms, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's in the locker rooms, and it's, it's during downtime. And it's, like, Think about it in your job. If you can't stand your boss, you may not try as hard in your job. Like, hopefully you do. Hopefully you're motivated and you're a self-starter. <laughs> but a lot of people need a little bit of a kick in the rear end. And if you, have a, if you have somebody who's telling you, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way, and you're a guy – I mean, you're in the NFL. You are the top of your profession. I don't care if you're the 53rd guy in the roster. You're a great football player. And you're there, and he's yelling at you, and he's telling you to do this. Eventually, at some point, those players, when he's not around, are going to go – I'm sorry, how many playoff games has he ever won? What is he – like, you know, it's one thing if, like, Belichick lays into a guy. Okay, well, he's got a, two fistfuls of rings. He can do that. <laughs> you know, John Harbaugh can do that. Sean Payton can do it. Andy Reid can do it. Like, those guys, they've got rings. They've got credentials. They're going to the Hall of Fame in some cases. Like, Mike Tomlin can do that. When Adam Gase lays into somebody or throws somebody under the bus at a press conference, which to me is even the, the bigger sin, Guys are going to go, who the hell are you to throw me under the bus? You've never won anything. Right. Like that stuff, like guys in the NFL, that grates on them far more than whether or not, you know, they, they think a guy is, is even, I don't want to say fair because it matters if they're fair, but if a guy's maybe harder on them in practice, whatever, I think all that stuff factors in. But Gase has this nasty habit of kind of like tossing guys under buses. And when you do that, you alienate a lot of guys. A lot of guys are going to go, okay, screw you, man. You're not going to take up for me in a presser. You're going to get me thrown under the bus in the New York Daily News. Well, I don't really care. Our season's over. I'm going to mail in the last two games, and you're going to go 4-12. and 12. It, <laughs> it shouldn't happen, but it does. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And he did that with, uh, with Lev Bell last season, too, uh, in the offseason, saying that he they, they kind of gave him too much money. Yeah. And then it turned into a, a headline in New York for a little it's bit. It's not but, good. Uh, like, um, I mean, yeah. if you're Le- just look, I'll, I won't get on my soapbox about this, but it drives me crazy. Like, if you're Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> I get now, like, I get fans will be like, oh, you know what? I don't care. He should, he should play, and it doesn't matter. He got 60 minutes. Okay, fine. He's a person. Yeah. If you're Le'Veon Bell and you're reading, like, <laughs> imagine if your employer went public to millions of people and was like, yeah, we paid Verdant too much. <laughs> I'd be like, screw you, man. Like, I'm not going to work as hard now. Fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, that. You know, if you're Le'Veon Bell, you're going at the camp. You're like, man, a head coach doesn't like me. Screw him. Yeah, really. And, and you don't think Le'Veon Bell's got friends in there, got people? Like, Le'Veon Bell's been in the league long enough now. The guys that are getting drafted coming onto that team, they looked up to Le'Veon Bell. They had him on, on posters in their college dorms. And yeah. if Le'Veon Bell's in the locker room going, man, screw that guy. I guarantee you there are other players in that, that locker room who are like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hell with them. Like, it yeah. – that stuff spreads. It does. Absolutely. Well, I will, I will say this. I will gladly have Pittsburgh trade Juju and Terrell Edmonds and a few picks to get Jamal Adams alongside Minka Fitzpatrick. Good luck with that. 
You yeah, have thank been, you. You've been calling for that for <laughs> way too long, my friend. <laughs> I know I have, and it's never going to happen, but I can dream. I spoke Minka being a stealer into existence, so maybe I can do that with Jamal Adams. Matt, I know you got to run. You said you'd give us 20 minutes. You gave us more than that. I appreciate that. Uh, we we'll always appreciate you having you on. Ain't no problem, guys. Anytime. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Take care, Matt. But yes, you're right. I have been talking about that for way too long, and I'm going to do it until it finally happens. It's okay. I've been. Uh... Before I went to bed, I would say my prayers that I would see number 14, Stefan Diggs, in a Bills jersey someday. And that came true. So we are here. We are living. I just don't – I don't understand the Jets, and they're making my predictions. If you have a superstar, a proven superstar, I would say Jamal mm-hmm. Adams is – I don't know. He was all pro last year. Yeah, where would you rank him all, like, in the whole league, like top 20, top 10, what, what, what do you think? In terms of safety or like just players? Player, overall NFL players. I know he he's is a, a safety, top, so. He's a top 15 player in the NFL. Yeah, I, I would I, say top 15. Top arguably 15. top 10. Which is, it's, it's tough when you're a safety to break that, mm-hmm. that top barrier there. So if you're the Jets and you do not want to bring him back, what on God's green earth are you doing? Because you do not have much help there in that secondary anyway. That no. secondary is very weak. He's no, they really don't. Solid they, uh, secondary, really, on that defense besides C.J. Mosley. So, Yeah, and we know Quentin Williams is still young. He's still learning on that yeah. interior defensive line. Uh, C.J. Mosley dealt with injuries last year, and, you know, they had no protection up front for Lev Bell and Sam Darnold. They drafted draft Mekhi Becton yep. on the first round at the left tackle. Uh, they draft Denzel Mims as well. So I think their first two picks, I think, were solid, you know, additions to that offense and, you know, giving – Sam Darnold help and another weapon, giving Le'Veon Bell some protection off that left side. So, you know, they've got – they drafted well, but in terms of this Adam Gase thing, this Joe Douglas thing with Jamal Adams, I mean, this has been a year-and-a-half-long thing where, you know, the, the, the thought of Jamal Adams playing elsewhere has been in the air and a possibility, and now it's, it's as large as ever. Well, like I said, if I were Jamal Adams, I would want out, too, if I had to face the Bills twice a year. So, hey, but now he does have to face Cam Newton twice a year, too. So, I'm, you know, I, I originally I was like, oh, man, well, the Patriots, that's at least nine wins. And then I've thought about it throughout the day. Yep. I was mm-hmm. like, he's got most when, new. He's when, got Julian Edelman. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, when I, when I first saw the update, I was thinking, oh, boy, here we go. This is – this might not be good. But, yeah, I started thinking – the uh, from the from the Bills standpoint, you almost win the division. You're one game away from beating arguably the greatest quarterback of all time and the Patriots. That Patriots team, that guy's gone. You bring in a guy who's, I mean, he's good, but he's he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-mm. The team is not not the same. They're not the dynasty team. They're not going to be, you know, winning ten to twelve games. They'll be lucky if they hit the nine win games or nine win season. I would I would argue. If they want to be successful, I think they've really got to become more of what Carolina was with Cam and run a lot. I think it's got to be very much of Sony Michelle. I think they've got to involve, um, you know, all the backs that they've got there. I think Sony Michelle's got to be the focal point of that. But this is a system that has been, you know, 20 years strong. The thing that's off the timing, I don't know if Cam's going to be able to get this timing down with what they're doing. Right. And his accuracy has been a problem throughout his career. I mean, we talked about it. He's only completed 60% in his career twice he's never had back-to-back winning seasons he's only got three winning seasons in his career and you take away that outlier mvp season the average season for cam is 59.6 completion percentage 21 touchdowns 15 picks that's nothing that's gonna to write home about so i I get you know he's a freak in the run game he can he can make plays happen with his feet but eventually you know you've got to be able to throw to win games and he hasn't shown minus that one incredible year that he can really do that yeah 
Yeah, that is true. But it's it's nice to have something to talk about, something football wise. Oh, so good. So so good. Hopefully, we will have more coming up because training camp is coming up. We got uh, maybe some new uh, some new guests coming on the show. Uh, possibly, we'll try to figure those out pretty soon. But uh, mm-hmm. we got some good stuff coming here, and so hopefully, the NFL is coming too. Yeah, uh, I'm counting down the days to training camp. I think once the end of July hits, I mean, we've got baseball back in three weeks. We got basketball in the end of the the end of July. Training camp opening up end of July. Um, NASCAR's been going strong. I've been trying to keep up watching NASCAR just because it's some form of life sport. Um, but yeah, speaking of the Miami, uh, the Miami game last year beating New England, they were I think a seventeen and a half point underdog. I bet they would cover, so they made me some money last year. So that was very nice. There you go. Very, very nice. Well, we can't thank Matt enough for coming on the show. Obviously, friend of the show. Always a great guest to have on. Um, And I don't know when we'll record next. Maybe next week or something. We'll uh, hopefully, maybe we'll get some new signings. Maybe some trades. I don't know. Something going on in the end. Maybe Jamal Adams will be in a Steeler uniform by the time we record it. I mean, probably not. So we'll see. But we will. uh, We'll keep you guys updated. You guys can always follow along with us. On Twitter, uh, you can find us, our Laces Out account on Twitter, at Laces Out PTST. And you can find me on Twitter at Kurt K. Uh, Homiser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R, 88 for all your Bills stuff. Where can they find you, Jared? Jay Bailey NFL on Twitter. The Steelers Memory Day Box is going great. Finding new clips every day to post and spread that positivity like my my friend here has been doing with his Buffalo Bills for the past what feels like three ninety one three months. Yeah, I was gonna say you've been doing this for like three months now. You've been I've going been doing it for ninety one days and it's still going. I'm just praying that hopefully the world can go back to normal so I don't have to do that anymore. But no, I don't blame you. But <laughs> it seems that hopefully soon. That's all hopefully I'll say. Is hopefully soon. soon. That is right. Everybody, stay safe out there. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart, and then hopefully we can have some football in the fall. That we can. So, as always, thank you for listening to Laces Out for Kurt Homiser. I'm Jared Bailey. Thanks for listening. Wherever you're listening, whether it be Primetime Sports Network, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, we appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.